0: Hello and welcome to Sacred Heart Radio. I'm Father Michael Delcom, pastor of our community, and I'm grateful you've joined us today. Before we dive into today's message, I wanna thank you for your support. At Sacred Heart, we're super excited about our mission to encounter Jesus and become missionary disciples. None of this would be possible without the incredible generosity and dedication of our supporters like yourself. Whether it's through prayer, time, or financial contributions, you allowed us to carry out our mission and touch the lives of countless individuals. If our ministry has helped you along the way, either with this podcast or with our online streaming, please consider financially partnering with us if you're not doing so already. We want to continue our virtual presence in an ever-challenging world, and your support allows us to do that. You can visit shbroussard.org and click the Give button. There you can find ways to support and partner with us on our mission. Another way to support us in our mission is just to share this content with others. Again, on behalf of our team, thank you for listening today. Let's get to today's content as we grow together. I well, always we started to stress out in high school or college when it came around finals. Was always interested in the, the percentage, right, of how much is this final really worth? Some you could kind of cram for some you had to work a little harder especially in subjects that I really wasn't doing that well a a final really meant a lot to kind of bring up my grade and it's always interesting to go to coffee shops on finals week to see the bloodshot eyes in people just strolling in for class doing the best they can and just trying to make up for the whole Almost a lost semester with this one test. What would it be like if we had a finals with God? What would it be like? I mean, and especially, I mean, in college, I, I can't believe I'm saying this publicly, but um, in college, every once in a while, you knew somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody. Who took that class already who probably saw well you know where I'm going I I see I'm actually looking at a bunch of kids um, so you know where I'm going right so um, if if you knew somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody and it it might help you study right might help you uh, be a little more prepared on that day for the test well I would submit that Jesus is giving us a little bit of a window he's telling us hey I know somebody who knows somebody I'm good friends with my father and I kind of know what the final test is going to look like in fact I am the I'm the judge I'm the one who's going to grade the test right and and this is what's on the test I don't want to simplify it too much, but I want to make it pretty simple. He makes it very clear that at the end of time, Jesus is going to come and all the trumpets will be blasting. He's going to come with all the angels. And look, the good news is, he's coming to rescue us, he's coming to bring us to heaven. He's coming because he is our Savior, he's the Lord of heaven and earth. Like, he is the King in power over all principalities and powers and authorities. Like, he is the one whom all authority will bow down in front of. He has authority over all, and we are basically subject to him. And we're all gonna be put to the test based on this criteria. He, he comes to save us, right? Just like a shepherd. They come to rescue us. They come to nourish us, Jesus. He comes to feed us. He comes to heal us, but Jesus will judge us. And before we get to the tests, before we get to the cliff notes, it's important for us to remember because sometimes we forget about this. Um, I meet sometimes people who maybe they're put off by God. They're put off by Jesus. How can Jesus be so mean If God was so good, why would God ever send anyone to hell? If God was so generous and loving, how could he ever condemn someone to hell? Well, before we look at the the cliff notes, I want to remind us all of this. God does not send anyone to hell. That may come to a shock. That may be a shock to you. God doesn't send anyone to hell. We send ourselves to hell. I want to say that again. God doesn't send anyone to hell. We, by our life and our actions, the way we love, the way we don't love, we send ourselves to hell. And what Jesus is going to teach us in today's gospel is that basically he just lines everybody up and he says, basically, I'm going to put those who lived the way that I asked them to live on the right and those who chose to live against how I invited them to live on the left and those on the right will be blessed. They will inherit the kingdom of heaven and those on the left, they won't because how we live on earth basically tells the Lord how we want to live forever in heaven. Heaven is union with God and union with God is basically loving him and loving what he says to love. He says, love your neighbor as yourself. Love God and love your neighbor. Super simple. So, you heard the gospel. You've heard this before. Son of man will come in all of his glory with the angels, right? This is describing the last coming, the second coming of Jesus when he basically ends everything. And he will separate one from another. So, what's the cheat sheet? What's the test? What's the final that we need to be not just studying for? But it's kind of a practical, right? When I was hungry, you gave me food. As we go over these, I actually want you to think about your life. If I were being tested today, how would I do? When I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. When I was a stranger in your midst, you welcomed me. Maybe you might want to think about just today at church. That's a little tough one. Did you see somebody new? Did someone want to sit in your pew? Were you the one on the end of the pew? Be like, eh, step over me or go find another spot, right? (laughs) When I was naked, you gave me clothes. When I was ill, you cared for me. A lot of you are taking care of your ill, um, your aging parents, right? When I was in prison... You visited me. And what's interesting about the story is that those who were feeding the hungry, those who were clothing the naked, those who were visiting the the ill in prison, they did not know they were doing it for Jesus. They did not know they were doing it for God. But Jesus says, when you did it for them, you did it for me. He associates himself with those who are poor, those who are naked, those who are thirsty, those who are in prison. And those who didn't do it, well, Jesus, certainly we would have served you if we would have known it was you. We would have gave you food if we would have known it was you, right? It kind of exposes sometimes that tendency in us when we treat people differently, especially when we treat people with with power and authority differently. Jesus, if it would have been you, I certainly would have gave you food if you were hungry or drink when you were thirsty. Jesus kind of exposes our double standard. He exposes the ways that we talk to God and talk to people differently. When we give God maybe our heart, but then we don't love the person next to us. God becomes man, and he associates himself with the lowly and the poor and the outcast to see if we really hear what he's saying, if we really love with all of our heart, mind, and soul. Those who didn't do it, right? In our church, we talk about sins of Commission and sins of omission. Sins of commission are the things that we do that are wrong. Sins of omission are the things that we don't do that we should do. So super simple. Final test. This is like the end of Matthew's gospel. Jesus says, when I come again, this is what I'm going to be looking for. If I find it, I will bless you and say, come, right? Good and faithful servant. If I don't, there is a place for us and it's not gonna be pretty. So I'm gonna go over these and I'm gonna give us just a few minutes of silence to think about concretely in our life, how are we doing these things? How would we be graded? How are we feeding the hungry in our midst? Those who are really hungry for food, we have people who are hungry. How am I giving drink to the thirsty? How am I welcoming the stranger in my family, in my workplace, in my church community? How do I provide clothing to those who don't have any? What's my closet look like at home? Do I have two, three, four, an abundance of what I need when there are people without need? How do I visit those who are sick? How do I care for them, my family, my friends? And those who maybe have made mistakes, bad choices. Do I visit them, do I write them off? Do I go to prison? Let's pause for a moment. How are we doing with what Jesus has directly asked us to do?